Gracious and holy God, may only your truth, may only your wisdom be spoken here. Amen. I believe. We believe. We have creedal statements that help us to express and articulate what we believe and the one in whom we believe. The Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed as primary documents of our faith help us jointly and as community and individuals state and affirm and profess our faith in God. And if faith is relational, which it is, then God holds beliefs about us. If we believe in God, then God believes in us. Actually, God probably believed first. One might even say that the whole canon of the scriptures is a holy belief statement about God towards us, about God's dynamic and unfolding relationship with humankind, and that the Bible is one long arc love story of how God believes in his beloved creation and all of his creatures. The covenants and the promises contained in these faith stories are not just a reflection of our belief in God, but perhaps more importantly, God's belief in us. Creation, Noah and the flood, Abraham and Sarah, Moses and the Exodus story and the covenant on Sinai, and Jesus, the gift given to humanity, the divine made flesh to fulfill and to save the world. Each and all evidence of God's acting from a place of belief in humanity, of having faith in us to be in a relationship with the divine and with each other in a good and a life-giving way. God believes in us. When someone believes in you, they see beyond your limits of perception, your limited sight. When someone believes in you, they see your vast potential. They hold hope for your yet-to-be-realized ability. When someone believes in you, they encourage they push, they stretch you to be more than you think or imagine yourself to be because they see in you that which you yourself have not yet come to know, have not yet come to trust, have not yet come to believe about yourself. There's a story that Jesus told about a guest invited to a dinner party. In the tale, the guest comes to the party and sits at the lowest place, the most hidden place, the most unnoticed place. And the host sees the guest and invites the guest, saying, Friend, come higher. 
There is in this telling of the tale a bit about how God believes in us, how God invites us to go beyond our limited perception, to live more fully, to reach a standard beyond our own short-sighted perceptions, and claim the love and the faith that God has for us and holds for us. Friend, go higher. I think that there is something of this divine belief that God holds for us, this very same holy invitation, friend, go higher, in this morning's Gospel reading. It is a problematic and challenging passage. But I think that it is a reflection of God's faith in us as beloved, as ones who indeed can go higher, deeper, and more fully into the life-giving and life-loving ways that are made known to us when heaven came to earth in Jesus. This teaching segment in Matthew holds for us a revelation of God's belief that we are indeed capable of more, capable of a faith and a righteousness that stands with, that stands upon, and yet grows from the generations that have come before us. As children of the realm of God, which we are, as followers of Jesus, children of the realm of God, our faith and righteousness is firmly rooted in the tradition of the ancients, of those who have gone before us. But Jesus invites, instructs, shows us how God believes that we can go to the next level, that we can expand and deepen and build on what has been and go beyond, widen the circle. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish says Jesus, but to fulfill. Today's gospel teaching is prefaced with this assertion. Jesus states clearly that this is not about breaking the law or abolishing the law and the prophets, which are the foundation of Israel and central to the community of faith, but rather is about fulfilling, continuing, taking the law to that next level of faith as ones in relationship with God, as ones being children of the realm, being heaven's beloveds. Fulfillment. It is an invitation to participate in a fulfilled way of living here and now. Now, Good and wise teachers know when the student is able to hear, is able to receive, and able to achieve difficult teachings. Wise teachers believe that the student is capable of the teaching's transformative agency, the teaching's power to help the student become more fully who they are meant to be. Teachers hold the hope and encourage risk of change. 
And Jesus, here in the middle of this teaching, in this Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew verses 21, chapter 5 and following, having drawn us into those lovely blessed bees, moves to the difficult and challenging teachings because he believes his followers are ready, that the community of his followers are capable, capable and called to this higher standard. Jesus, as the heavenly one dwelling on earth now, affirming God's beloved as blessed, now offers a heavenly holy way of living that takes the law and stretches and expands it, makes it even more poignant, transformative, and richer, and harder, and harder. It is hard. Yes, it is. The way is narrow at times. And we, on hearing it, may resist it, or reject it, or doubt that we are capable of its high standard, and that we could even begin to exceed righteousness. And if you find yourself doubting that you are able, trust that God believes that you are. He sent Jesus, the ultimate expression of his belief in us and in the world. God so loved the world. In sending heaven to earth in Jesus, God's love and reclamation of humankind makes us again the children of God. And you are ready as a member of the kingdom through him. And as such, here are some ways that mean we live differently, more expansively, more attentively to the holy while we are here on earth. So, beloved of God, let us dive in. Let us dive into these difficult sayings and teachings and see what it is that God might be asking of us in our lives, how God is engaging us more fully in the promise of life, in abundance and fulfillment. You have heard it said in ancient times, Jesus quotes the Torah, the Sinai Covenant, all straight out of Deuteronomy and the last from Leviticus, pretty much guaranteed to be known to his listeners. Jesus takes four laws and customs. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Divorce happens only in one way, when a man gives a certificate to his wife and dismisses her. You shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows that you have made to the Lord, the law about taking oaths. And then to each in turn, Jesus says, but I say to you, expanding, changing, reframing each to reflect not just a law to be followed obediently as external reference points, but because they shape relationship as a reflection of heaven's way on earth. The standard is changed from rule orientation to deeply relational orientation. Do this now not just because it's the law, but because it is 
holy and right and will strengthen and heal relationships reflecting heaven on earth. This teaching acknowledges that the fulfillment of the law is indeed life, that law as faith is about how we relate to others and our divine relationship with them as fellow beloveds of God. Jesus shows us how the law goes from doing what is simply right to living in right relationship. Strong and often exaggerated hyperbolic language is used here to bring the teaching home and to grab our attention, pluck out your eye, cut off your member, a clue that this is seriously important to the teacher. Here, Jesus equates, well, actually pushes beyond equivalence. Anger is as serious as murder. Lust is as bad as adultery. Divorce, which was possible within the law, is now reference confined to a more just and careful standard according to the context of Jesus' day. No longer easily accessed dismissal that was lawful, often leaving women without any economic security leaving them vulnerable. It is now raised to a standard that is expected of holy ones, only for certain grounds. And oaths and swearing are unnecessary for a child of heaven because you should speak the truth always, in all things, at all times. There's no need to differentiate between the truth that I swear and the truth that I should speak at all times. In all of this, Jesus, the wise teacher, invites, compels, instructs that what we do with these feelings and actions matters greatly, affects heaven on earth, impacts salvation. Unconsciously following the rules is okay, but living the law and its fulfillment, well, that can change everything. This higher standard is held before us. Murder? Well, look at your anger. What are you doing with your anger? Adultery? Well, look at your lust. The objectification of another gender, another person for your own gratification. What are you doing with that? Divorce? The quick out? Well, now, take a second look how dismissing this sacred vow affects the other, affects the community, and affects God. It may be well within the law, but being made as a decision with holy eyes and holy consideration provides a godly way forward. And oaths? Why should you even need to take them? How do you speak truth? in all things. Each of these teachings takes a law or a religious custom and amplifies it, personalizes it, gives it a depth of commitment and engages an engagement that sets a standard of relationship which is deep and rich and wide, expanding it beyond moral imperative to holy way. Today, we are given the trust and the belief 
from God that we have what is necessary to live holy lives as ones who have been made holy. Made holy by the one who fulfills the law and the prophets, the one who brought heaven to earth. Our righteousness, our living in right relationship with neighbor, with enemy, and with God, and with creation, is to exceed that of those who have gone before us. We believe in God. God believes in us. Jesus, who came not to abolish but to fulfill, holds for us the way of divine living now. And when we respond to this call, we share and participate in the holy transformation of the world. Through anger reframed and reconciled, through respectful beholding of one another, through gracious vow-keeping and thoughtful, careful, holy endings, through truthfulness in all of our speaking, called to live heaven on earth, as above, so below. Friend, come higher. Amen. <laughs>